There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parpsy Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. You may not be able to control your vision, but you can control your mind. One of the most difficult things about a sudden loss of vision or a change in your vision due to diabetes, macular degeneration, or any other eye condition is that it often affects the way that your mind feels. I know that when I was first diagnosed with my condition, I was so depressed. I can't tell you how depressed I was. I was about 42 years old. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I had a family to take care of. I had children. I had bills. And I didn't know what we were going to do. It was to the point that each day, each minute, all I could think about was how unfair this was. Why me? Why would God have something like this bad happen to me? I thought I was doing a good job in terms of helping other people who were visually impaired as an eye doctor, but I couldn't understand why this would happen to me. There's criminals, there's rapists, there's murderers, there's all sorts of other people that this could have happened to, and it would have been a lot better if it happened to them. I wouldn't want to go places, I became isolated in my home, and I became obsessed with thinking about this. Why me? Why is this so? And the harder that I thought about it, it became more and more difficult for me to try to come up with an answer. I couldn't come up with an answer. Many people would call me and they would tell me, well, God only lets these things happen to those who are strong enough to let it occur. That didn't mean anything to me. That wasn't a good enough excuse. Others would tell me, well, these types of bad things happen to good people because after this bad happens, you're going to become a stronger person from it. Well, maybe that's true, but it was still something that wasn't good enough for me. I couldn't think about anything else, and I then started to become angrier and angrier. I became depressed, I became isolated, and I became really mean. People would try to call me, and I didn't feel like talking to them, so I wouldn't answer the phone. Soon I changed my telephone number so that nobody would know how to get in touch with me. And when people didn't call, I was angry. Why didn't all my friends call? What's the matter with them? What good friends they are. They don't even call me. I forgot about the fact that I changed my phone number. But soon it became evident to me that I needed to do something different. It was months that have gone by where I was just sitting at home and I felt terrible each day. When my kids would come to try to cheer me up, I would kind of just force them to go away. I would tell them, oh, you know, I think mom wants you. Or, why don't you go and rent a movie? Why don't we guys rent a movie and watch a movie? And in many ways, I was pushing them away from me. And I knew it was something that was affecting their life as well. Also, I realized that if I continued to do this, this was going to affect my relationship with my family. At the same time, my oldest brother unfortunately passed away suddenly, and it made me realize that life is really something that is so, so precious. So I thought, and I meditated, and I thought, and I meditated, but I came to the conclusion that even though there is nothing that I could do to improve my vision, I can control my mind. 
I should be able to be strong enough to control how my mind thinks. So what I started to do is I started to play back a lot of great memories in my mind. I said to myself, I'm going to try to replay every wonderful memory that I have so that they can stay fresh in my mind so that I will have them forever. So I started to think back of times when I was a kid, or when I was just dating my wife, or when my kids were born, and all the great places that we went to. I remember the times that my brothers and I were playing sports, all of the great times I was with my friend, and I realized that I suddenly started to feel much better. I started to think very, very deeply about these things. I then started to write. I started to write pages and pages of all of these wonderful memories. I then started to think of other types of ways that I might be able to help other people again. I knew that what I loved doing was helping children, so I then started a foundation. And with our foundation, I soon started to raise money to help the underprivileged kids to get the visual aids and the equipment that they needed. So I learned that by controlling what I was thinking about, I could eliminate a lot of this depression. Every day when I woke up, I would think about what are the things that I need to do today. I would think of five things that I had to do. It might be something as small as making certain that I exercise, that I stayed outside for a half an hour to think, to meditate, to breathe, to get the sun, that I would learn to do something new each day, such as learning to cook something different, being visually impaired, or creating a scheme so that I would be able to organize my clothing and find what I was looking for by myself. And each day, I would have something else I needed to learn. I needed to learn to practice to read Braille. I needed to learn to use a computer software. And I needed to go out there and to start thinking of ways that I could earn a living again. And at night, each night before I went to bed, I would think of all the things that I was grateful for. I would think of at least five things that I was grateful for. Really simple things. I was so grateful that there wasn't an earthquake today. I was so grateful to have a great meal. I was so grateful that none of my kids or my wife or nobody I knew was sick or got hurt that day. Or I was so grateful that the Lakers won the basketball game. It could be anything. But by keeping all of these positive thoughts in my mind, it really changed my whole outlook. It kept me from thinking about how sad this was for myself. I didn't think about how I was mistreated by the fact that I have become visually impaired. I no longer had this type of anger, and as I started to help and to do for other people, things became so much better. I got so much pleasure out of helping the kids through the foundation. I got so much pleasure out of helping other people by doing volunteer work that soon I forgot about my problems. So all in all, the thing to remember is that you can control what your mind thinks about. You can visualize and you can remember all the great things that you have done. You could visualize and fantasize about places that you want to go to, restaurants and food you want to eat, or music you want to hear, or people that you want to spend time with. Think about all of these great things and that will be the beginning to changing your mind and to improve your attitude. I hope this information is helpful to you, and please tune in next time when we bring you more information from Airs LA. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.